Understanding why relationships break down. Managing a relationship breakdown is one of the hardest things we can deal with in life. Cutting ties with people we're close to can be difficult and impact us in a lot of different ways. Breakups occur between friends, lovers and even family members and each come with their own complications of grief and loss. Whether you are at the end of the relationship whether you are the one to end the relationship or you are on the receiving end, it's important to understand how it will impact you. Come and explore this with us today. These articles have been curated by a team of psychologists and will be read by the 87% team. How to know when to move on after a breakup. Sometimes society makes us feel that there's a set time to be alone when you separate from someone. But this simply isn't true. A breakup is highly personal and you won't know what this means until it's happening to you. Can you relate to this story? Come and find out. How long is too long? Taking time to break up. This article was written by Mari Oliver and was published in Thrive Global. Society often tells us that we should rush to the end of a relationship but we may risk jeopardising our own emotions in the process. According to the rules of society, we should move on after a breakup as soon as possible. No matter the amount of sensible advice we receive, such as taking one month to recover for every year that we were in a relationship, the world tells us we should keep on pushing for happiness with someone fast. Celebrity culture is very much at the root of that belief that in order to feel whole, we should have and meet our other half. Those under the limelight seem to do it effortlessly. Ending a marriage that lasted for years and suddenly getting caught kissing some other famous person at a bar seems so easy. But I suspect there is a reason for those suspiciously natural encounters. Being single looks ugly. When I got separated from my husband, it took me over two years to actually get a divorce. And every time I met someone who asked me how I was doing, it didn't take long until I heard something along the lines of, so did you get a divorce yet? Or it's about time you signed up for Tinder. It seems to me that people take for granted and misunderstand the meaning of separation. My observation from people that I know that got divorced is that people tend to use that time to solely consider what financial and custodial arrangements should be made if children or animals are involved, or drown the pain by avoiding contact with the end with all manner of destructive behaviours. How can we make decisions that will impact our lives post-marriage positively if we don't take the time to think? It is difficult to make good decisions when you're trying to hurry past separation and segue straight into divorce. That is because these decisions can often be strained with powerful emotions like sadness, rage, regret and shame. Considering your feelings for the other person as you consider what arrangements should be made was also important for me. I decided to separate because it was impossible to stay together but had strong feelings for my ex-husband as well as love. I had a strong sense of duty which could have been detrimental to any material split or any kind of rational decisions if I decided to hurry. 
I am not saying here that my delay in getting a divorce was a calm, level-headed, premeditated decision that ensured a smooth split. There is a lot more to separations than just deciding who keeps the sofa. I was also waiting for my ex to do something to save our marriage, to come and invite himself to watch a movie with me in the small apartment I rented after the initial split, to care for me when I was ill and I couldn't get out of bed. But it was too late. He had already started a relationship with one of my friends. Oftentimes I was questioned whether that time between my separation and my divorce was too long. If I didn't think that time was wasted. I was in my mid-thirties then and I could have lived so much more instead of putting my life on hold for that period of time, they said. Today I can see the critics who made assessments about my status without even considering my emotions were wrong. I needed time to process my grief and sorrow. I needed time to understand who I was and who I wanted to be post-relationship. I needed to pause to decide what was important for me to keep going forward, including things in the material sense, but also that are much more subjective than anyone could understand. I used to think that the old saying, time heals everything, was so cliche. It was only when I allowed myself to be carried by it that I could finally understand what that piece of traditional wisdom truly meant. Despite what society tells us, that we should defy time and rush to the new, pausing to look inward could be the only way forward. And even if others disagree, doing it at your own pace is perfectly okay. How to deal with a friendship breakup. We don't talk that much about breakups between friends, but they can be just as painful. A friend is someone you might tell all your personal thoughts, desires and feelings to and losing this connection can cause you to feel sad and grief-stricken. Have you ever lost a friendship? Come and reflect with us. This article will be read by one of the 87% team. This article is called Five Tips to Survive a Friendship Breakup written by Bonnie Evie Gifford published by Happiful on the 17th of October 2019. Letting go of a friendship can be just as painful as saying goodbye to a partner. We share five tips today to help you move onwards and upwards. There's nothing more heartbreaking than a bad breakup. When we think of the B word, ex-lovers are often the first thing that come to mind. Yet, if we're honest, moving on from a close friendship can hurt just as much, if not more. When a romantic relationship comes to an end, we have loved ones on hand to offer comfort. But when a friendship is on the rocks, who do we turn to? Breaking up with your bestie can leave you feeling hollow and isolated. Our friendships can feel bigger, more dramatic, more permanent than romance. There may be plenty more fish in the sea, but finding a true BFF? That's a lot trickier. Whether your friendship is drawing to a slow close after drifting apart, an epic argument has left everyone with hurt feelings or you've entered different phases in your personal lives or careers. Recognising and acknowledging that rift can be tough. Keep these five things in mind to help you approach the end of a friendship with an open, more positive mindset. Number one, take the high road. When emotions are running high, it can be easy to say something you may regret 
or to say nothing at all. Ghosting can be upsetting for both sides, taking away the opportunity for closure by disappearing rather than responding when a friendship begins to break down. This can leave you with unspoken regrets. If possible, try to exhibit the changes you would have liked to have seen in your friendship. Keep the lines of communication open, honest and kind. If the other person isn't able to meet you in the middle, at least you'll have a clear conscience with fewer what-ifs. Number two, accept that closure isn't always possible. Closure may be the more healthy, emotionally mature way to go. However, it's important to allow this to happen naturally when you both feel calm and ready. When a friendship starts to break down, it can be tough to express how you are feeling without things escalating. Accepting that your friendship has come to a natural end can be tricky, yet try to remind yourself. You may not be able to achieve closure right now, but you never know what the future might hold. Number three, acknowledge the opportunity for growth. Letting go of old friendships can open up time and emotional bandwidth for new, exciting possibilities. For those working the typical nine to five, we only get 52 precious weekends a year. When you take out bank holidays, family obligations, birthdays, holidays over time, needing some space for self-care, you may be left with fewer free days than you'd expect. Having fewer friendship doesn't have to mean your social life is more limited. It can mean that you're choosing quality time with those who matter to you the most. Challenge yourself to use this extra time to try something new. Sign up for a new class, try your hand as a different hobby, or just get more active. You'll be amazed at how many opportunities this can open up to get to know new people. Chances are you may have more things in common than your old friends thanks to your new shared activity. Number four, take time for reflection. Did your friendship break up for a reason? Were there things you could have done differently? We aren't saying you should obsess over the whys and hows, but just allowing yourself the time and space for reflection can give you the chance to identify any potentially toxic behaviours you may have noticed previously. No matter what you discover, remind yourself. There isn't always something we can do to fix our relationships. And that's okay. Number five, give yourself a break. Before you rush off searching to fill that BFF-sized hole in your life, try to give yourself some space. That could mean logging off social media for a couple of weeks, letting joint friends know you'd rather hang out in smaller groups or one-to-one -one until things settle down, or even muting that shared WhatsApp chat. Things may feel awkward for a bit, but good friends will understand that you need to put yourself first for a while. Your well-being should never take second place. Life Happens with James Gwinnett Have a listen to our latest podcast, Life Happens with James Gwinnett. From alcoholism to Channel 4's SAS Who Dares Wins. James talks us through his bumpy ride, including his relationship breakdown and how he ultimately achieved good mental and physical fitness. To listen to James Gwinnett's podcast, go on to your version of the issue or you can find it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts by searching Life Happens by 87%. If you're affected by any of the subjects raised in this publication or you're concerned about your health or well-being, 
you may contact us via email at support at 87percent.me. Thank you.